You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. Hello, hello. So we have, you look a little different, Kelly. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, not as blonde, uh, not as Irish, um, but but always, always proud to be a stand-in for Kelly O'Mara when I can um, be. Yeah. Thanks, Carrie. So yeah. this week we have a little international flavor to our show. Uh, Kelly is in Paris. So she's going to send us a little voicemail that we're going to post later in the show. I'm in Singapore. We have our normal uh, Khadijah Jocelyn combo. I am a little jet lagged, so I'm going to do my best here. Um, But we have we have Carrie jumping in. So let's let's get started. I before we go any further. I need some potty training tips from you, Jocelyn, because it sounds like Woo-hoo. you have this system worked out here. Okay, so what what we've been doing is we've been doing the M and M's for a while, but still in but we were still in pull ups, and then we ordered Baby Shark training undies, and I was reading all the books and getting a little bit anxious about the whole thing because these books make it seem like such a process like oh you have to like dedicate a full weekend or a full week where you just stare at your child butt naked all day and I was like oh my god I don't think I can do this until Labor Day weekend but then we ordered the baby shark undies and she was enamored with them and wanted to put them on right away and I was like okay but this is the kid who will like hoop her diaper and you can see it through her pants and you're like did you poop and she'll be like no and run away so I was just terrified of like poop accidents like all over the place <laughs> but but she loves the baby shark undie so much that she like will go around talking to herself saying no pee pee no poo poo in baby shark undies and she'll just repeat that over and over it's so cute <laughs> and then I realized that the M&Ms were losing their charm. So yeah, we had we had a stash of the Bonk Breaker Energy Chews. It is a podcast sponsor, so shameless plug there. But they're essentially like, if you haven't had them, they're gigantic fruit snacks. And so that's what she calls them. She calls them big fruit snacks. So we got rid of the regular size fruit snacks and we put we put a bag of them in the bathroom that she uses. And so that got her incentivized to pee pee in the potty so that she could get a big fruit snack. So then we mastered pee pees and, but she wouldn't poop. So she knows not to poop in her adorable undies. So she held it for like three days. And then there was like a huge softball size poop that came out at daycare (laughs) and I think it traumatized her so much that she realized she should not hold her poop (laughs) and then I also changed the the M&M and uh big fruit snack rule to like you can get two fruit snacks 
if you poop, but you get one M&M for peepees. <laughs> and it totally worked. <laughs> so we just, a couple days ago, got rid of diapers at daycare. And she poo-poos on the potty once a day. And it's been fantastic. And uh, yeah, we just have to, at some point, there's some nights she actually like, can hold her pee all night for like almost 12 hours. But oh, that's really good. Yeah, but we're still keeping her in a pull-up at nighttime. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just thrilled because it's like, what, two weeks before Labor Day weekend, which is when we are going to start the process. Amazing. Now, how many, how many kids did you train, uh, Khadijah? Seven. Seven. Okay. So <laughs> what, but see, what's once, up? once you get, once you get several kids in the house, the peer pressure is overwhelming. <laughs> 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 and my kids are brutal. They're like the mafia. It's, it's when you have a large family, two things, you're going to get potty trained quick. Um, and nobody's going to admit who did it. So oh, if there's an accident, <laughs> yeah, if you have, if you have one or two kids, you're not really parents, you're parents when you can't figure out who did it, Amazing. no matter what it is. <laughs> and that was our, that was one of our mic drop quotes for the week. Uh, I, mean, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we, if any listeners have some potty training tips, um, I also would love that. I'm not going to try the seven kids so that by the end, I don't have to train them. Um, <laughs> that, that, seems, that seems pretty intense. But so w- today on the podcast, we are going to um, discuss some disgusting water quality issues in the swim. We are going to talk about uh, travel and the excitement of being in new places for racing. And we're going to have a little check-in from Sid and Kelly and then a voicemail from Kelly to close up the show. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year and I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan, dermatologically tested proprietary blend. TryHard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of TryHard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, try try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty. That's two zero feisty for 20% off store wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20 feisty for 20% off at tryhard.co. So Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using AminoCoast Heal as part of your like post-workout recovery, right? Yeah. It seems like after I became a mom and then turned 40, my recovering abilities really tanked. So 
as you remember, I then tore my meniscus, had to get surgery in my knee, and now I've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot. So I've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science-backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go-to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at AminoCo.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing. And use the code writing at checkout for 30% off and a free gift. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a Feisty Try sponsor, mostly because of their commitment to education and making sure all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like women uh, often underfuel, and they more typically complain about gel consistency. I know I do. Uh, which is why I personally really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. Precision Fuel and Hydration has also recently signed on as the official hydration partner for Ironman races in Europe, which means that the PF1000 electrolyte mix will be on course at all European races this summer for the bike and run. The 1000 mix delivers a thousand milligrams of sodium per liter or about 500 milligrams per 16 ounce water bottle which is about the average sodium sweat concentration across thousands of sweat tests they've done on triathletes. And because it's a low calorie drink, it also lets you decouple your fueling and your hydration. And that can be helpful, you know, when there are so many different factors to keep track of in Ironman races. But the most important thing is testing it all for yourself, which is why you can use Precision's sweat testing spreadsheet to do your own testing and calculate your own sweat loss. And I know that can sound intimidating, I, I felt like that too, but it's really super manageable when you enter your numbers into their formula and then you can book your own totally free consultation with their sports scientists, like no sales necessary. Um, you can find a wealth of information, all of this in their Precision Knowledge Hub, and you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and the specially formulated flow gel, which is made exactly for how people fuel in long course triathlon. It's like really handy. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP like Feisty Try Podcast and the number one five or, you know, like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com. Okay, so now that we're back, we are going to uh, talk disgusting water stories for triathlon, not just in general. So yesterday we went to the pool and, you know, 50 meter pool, the water temperature was probably 88 degrees. So first of all, not refreshing whatsoever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Too warm. Yeah. Singapore is very hot and humid. um, And it did not feel much different getting in the pool than just standing around getting all sweaty. But the, the pool, the lane next to me, there was like this plume of brown just kind of coughing up all over. I'm like, 
And, what? and it's safe being in the pool right now. Is this is this okay? The 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 PTO has um a camera person, you know, trying to get some footage for for the show for whatever clips. And she's like, I'm not sure how I edit this out. Like, how the heck do you edit out like the brown green water in the lane next to all the swimmers? So this is inside a pool. It's not this open is inside water a pool. This, yeah, this is inside the pool. Yeah, 50 meter pool. Um, is I was just trying not to drink too much water. Oh my god! So, so to this <laughs> moment, you have no idea what that murky, amoeba-like oh substance. Code, yeah. code brown. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Keep swimming. Don't worry about. Okay, exactly. Keep, keep Sixteen hours later, I feel okay. So Digs. that's gotta be a good time. I mean, right? like, well, I guess if you're going down to potty training. Not um, yeah, this is a gross. We should have a disclaimer on the show. There are some gross things that we're gonna talk about. So speaking yeah. of gross things, there's been some question about the water quality in Paris. Um, yeah, I don't who who has been reading about this and wants to fill in fill in our well, audience, Carrie? I well, uh, boy, I, I think I raised my hand prematurely. I only know based on what our goddess Kelly has been writing about in her various newsletters. Ooh. I know so you can tell I'm sucking up, sucking <laughs> up to the boss. Uh, but just just that it's it may or may not be a no go, and and we'll like by the time this airs, we'll know, you know. So uh, that like the Seine is just it has just been polluted. Um, will they do a duathlon, and will they cancel the whole test event? we'll find out i don't know i think that they would do it they would they would change the they would change it to a do Mm -hmm. but um or do like a tt uh, sarah you may know how they what the what plan b is but or they may turn it into like a time trial bike and then a run um but I, I don't know how that changes then the qualification. I so think like, it does that make it makes it qualification. Yeah. So yeah. Paris, the Paris test event becomes null and void as a automatic qualifier. Yeah. For for the US. So every country has different qualification rules. Yeah. So I can't say blanket statement that other countries wouldn't potentially use it still. Uh, but for the US, if there are any significant changes to the, the race itself then yeah it's no longer qualification um yeah so it really brings an interesting yeah. question like we have these urban races and it's not just urban races let's let's be honest um but what responsibility do the race organizers have in selecting these locations what is the risk to athletes you know this is something that we really have to think about as athletes um yeah so yeah, let's dig in. Who's had questionable places where they've swum for races? Cleveland. Me. Yeah. Cleveland for me. I I I skipped um a year of age group nationals because I knew it was back in Cleveland. The first year I did it, I projectile vomited for a day and a half <sighs> after the race was over. It was horrible. And then come to find out when I was getting on the plane, I was reading how the water quality was borderline. I don't even remember the verbiage that they used, but it basically wasn't even safe to be to be in the water. Yeah. So how did they have nationals there when the water's that bad? And there was, yeah, and you know, it wasn't as big as nationals was this year, of course, because the, the qualification standards were different then, but it was still a good 1,500 to 2,000 age group athletes 
in that water, the one, the water was extremely rough. Um, and I think for people who weren't strong swimmers, it wasn't, it wasn't a hundred, but they were scared. There were people who were actually scared. Wow. And then um, the water, and it was funny, I'm really sensitive to smells. And it, it smelled like, you know, if you leave wet grass in the garage or in a bag, that's what it smelled like, like rotting, like rotting vegetables. That's what it smelled like. Oh, oh wow. So was it, was it just really high, uh, like algal blooms? Was maybe that- that's, maybe that's what it was, but that's what I, that's, I can't remember the verbiage that they use, but that's what I smelled. Even like when I'm swimming, um, I went swimming near my parents' house on Pauly's Island last weekend. Even though the boats are far out, I can smell the gas. Yeah, that's the worst. Uh, yeah, for, for races when sometimes they use jet skis and you can smell the jet skis on the other side of the lake. And I'm like, clearly the person who decides this is a good idea doesn't swim open water because it's such a terrible smell. Yeah, I have definitely experienced that. Jocelyn, you said you've experienced some nasty water conditions. Oh, yeah. Um, so there was a few times, but there was one year, the only time I had the swim canceled was um, at, actually in San Francisco, it was the Treasure Island Triathlon, which is an Olympic distance. And oh. there, was an, there was an oil spill <laughs> like a day or two. <laughs> a day or two before the race and they canceled the swim and I was like you know what guys I'm good (laughs) like I'm thinking about my unborn children this was like at least 15 years ago I wasn't even like thinking about kids yet but I was like for the safety of my unborn children like I'm good with not swimming and I know in Austin where they have several they have several triathlons but the one of the main ones that they have downtown Austin on town in town Lake or Lady Bird Lake, they have signs posted every day of the year. Do not swim in this lake. It is not safe to swim in that lake. Mm-hmm. If, and, and there, there have been over the last couple of years, there has been an algae outbreak where people that let their dogs jump in off leash and stuff have died, you know, because of this horrible algae that's in there. So oh, we've lost God. a lot of dogs, but in spite of that, one day every year, we have the Captex Tri, which is a great triathlon. It's a fun race. It's put on by a great company. But every other day of the year, it's like, do not go in skull and crossbones. Uh, it's not safe for swimming. And it's been canceled many times, not necessarily because of water quality, but because of flooding, because it notoriously storms Memorial Day weekend in Austin. And but but yeah, that's the only time I've ever experienced something really nasty. I mean, I, and, and I've never had a swim canceled in a race. Now that wow. That's I, impressive. I, I did once in Oklahoma, but it was, yeah, it, I, w- I was, as much as I don't care, I love rough swims. I don't care. Um, as much as I was, I wanted to swim. I was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> because it was, it was, it was really bad. I almost got blown off the bike and I'm not a lightweight. I Sarah, had, what about you? I mean, so I've, I've never had a swim canceled, but I definitely have swum in places where it should have been canceled. We were yeah. like, really, how many, how many water quality tests did you have to do to come up with one that was okay? Like, did you do five tests? And you're going with the one that's all right. Cause that seems yeah. a little, sus. yeah, no, like 
you you see so a couple of weeks ago they had wts uh sutherland in the uk and like half of the athletes got sick afterwards i mean i've, I've had a lot of the the wts races where afterwards like half of the pro fields we get sick um yeah i haven't had anything in recent years but it's something that i've really been thinking about quite a bit because you know obviously like in the northeast we've had some really torrential downpours recently normally in july august i'm swimming open water all the time but i haven't felt good doing it because we have so much agricultural runoff oh that like i just i don't want yeah. i haven't wanted to risk it yeah so you know sure. it's one thing to think about in racing but like also in training like i don't i'm not testing my water i mean i'm just going into yeah. the river to the lake whatever but like i'm not gonna risk it for that um stick to my my pool for for those reasons but like yeah i fingers crossed that everything is okay that they're able to race uh in paris we're gonna find out i um, mean as we're talking i realize it's like it starts in less than six hours because i was kind of wondering do i stay up i can't stay up do i wake up early in the middle of the night I think I might, I think I might wake up early to watch it. Yeah. If we so can, I'm not even part. sure where to watch it. I'm 12 hours ahead or behind. No, I'm ahead. Right. You're, ahead. I'm You're in the, the future. Yeah. Right now you all are recording in Wednesday and I'm in the future and Thursday. Uh, so like timing is totally fine for me. Before, before we started recording, we, we were talking a little bit about um, I'm in Singapore right now. And Jocelyn has been here and she's giving me tips not to get arrested. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or caned. <laughs> or canes. Yeah, I guess that can happen. But really, I think one of the, so right now I'm here for the PTO race. Uh, about a, like, I guess six weeks ago, this was an option. I decided to come here and I'm realizing just how special it is to be able to combine travel with racing. Like I am some place that I may never come to on my own. Um, you know, like it's a big trip. This is something I think we don't really acknowledge is that triathlon brings us some pretty special places. Like just sport brings us some pretty special places where I'm walking around being like, Singapore is absolutely incredible. It is pretty much the polar opposite of where I live. So Right now, I'm in Singapore. It's hot and humid. Like, I just the it's such an incredible melting pot. Um, mm -hmm. New Hampshire, needless to say, is very white, very homogeneous. This Definitely. is like such an incredible part of the world. Just the the influences from all these different cultures. Um, but yeah, like very urban. Where I live is not urban whatsoever. I, so I just wanted to kind of dig into like why why travel is such a cool part of racing and like where where's the best place that you've been using triathlon as an excuse or sport as an excuse because I feel hard. I feel like this is kind of an excuse for me to be in Singapore right now. <laughs> so even mm -hmm. though I'm Asian American, I was born and raised in San Francisco and I had never been outside of the country until I was a pro development athlete with Team TBB, which was based in Singapore. So I had the opportunity to race Ironman China three times and do other races like all over Asia, like in Malaysia and Singapore. And 
to me, like being Asian American in the sport of triathlon, you do not feel like you look like everybody else. But when I raced in Asia, it was like all the spectators, all the volunteers, and most of the other athletes kind of looked like me. And it was just such an incredible experience, like the three years I spent doing that. And so I highly recommend anybody that is like the child of immigrants to like go to your parents or grandparents' home country and do a triathlon there because it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I agree. I know that that's how I feel when I race in, in Cuba. And then for me, the first time I ever raced with other Muslim women was when I raced in Dubai and to see another woman in hijab run by you. I, I almost burst into tears. We all waited for each other at the finish line. So that was really special. But I think the coolest place I ever traveled was um, when I raced um, the 70.3 World Championships in South Africa. That was pretty cool as well. I really, I really enjoyed that race. I enjoyed the environment. I enjoyed, and I, when I travel, I never stay in a hotel. I always stay like at an Airbnb or I try to meet up with somebody that I know. So we actually like bombed somebody's birthday party. We were having a, at a birthday party with people we didn't even know. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the travel and I always try to get away from the the normal path and be with the people. That's that's the main thing for me. But I completely agree with you, Jocelyn. It's it's just a different feeling when you feel like you're a little bit different to just mm-hmm. see somebody who looks like you. It's just, I, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Yeah. I, I guess my favorite destinations so far have been um, like Montremblant, I thought was and it's sad because I'm saying the two things like or the three races I'm about to admit, two two of the three races, Montremblant, Coeur d'Alene, and Lake Placid, which I think are pretty special North American They're iconic races. races. Yeah. Yeah. Two of the three aren't even coming back. So, you know, Coeur d'Alene and Montremblant are at least right now kind of done after this year. Um, but we definitely chose those based on destination and vacation. And it is a goal of mine soon, sooner than later to race, um, New Zealand. Um, and I definitely want to build that into like a five week vacation if I can. Wow. Definitely. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Cause you know, yeah. that's one of those races that you can't just go do mm-hmm. just hang out for two days and come back. Like you've got to turn it into a, a New Zealand, Australia extravaganza. Well, that's, that's how I feel about being here is part of me is like, because I, I have to fly back at midnight after the race. Oh, wow. I, I, yeah. Sounds very Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. But, but the entire time, like, I can't believe I'm in Singapore and I'm, I'm not getting to see stuff. So yesterday I had a pretty light day, um, you know, not a lot of obligations. I'm like, you know what? I am going to do something today because I'm a few days out. Like I need to actually see the city beyond the hotel mm-hmm. and the race course. Cause that's lame. I can't yeah. fly all the way to yeah. Singapore and not see stuff. So they have that. One of, one of the things I, I enjoy doing is getting most cities have like city bikes that you can rent. Mm-hmm. So I rented, I rented one of the green city bikes and I just like rode around for two hours and like got to see some temples and like once the food hawkers and like mm-hmm. this is really known for the food stands um oh yeah i only went to one food stand again feeling great 
Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was thinking you rented a city bike. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah, no, I'm. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not recommending this to people. So I was riding on like the bike pads and the sidewalks. I wasn't Did you going wear your school. helmet. I plead the fifth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, because I have like, I'm not going to wear my helmet on a city bike riding on the sidewalk, Jocelyn. Um, your arrow helmet. That's what you mean. Your, your arrow, arrow helmet. helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah listening, always wear your helmet. Like, I think something. The, I feel a lot of regret for the number of places I've been and not taken the time out to actually get to see the city. Cause I could have very easily been here, raced, stayed in the hotel, just like yeah. within the close proximity of the hotel and not seen some really cool things yesterday. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to doing races in cool places and, yeah. and experiencing and just, things different. And as you know, aside from, uh, sponsorship and media obligations. Does the PTO line up anything for the athletes that are there that is recreational, you know, any tours or museums or, you know, anything that gets you uh, out of the mindset? I think that they'll have like a dinner after the race, but again, I'll be gone on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. I, it was really fun. Cause they had us, um, they had a few of us go and go to the track with, there were a bunch of kids, like Local you know, kids. probably 12 to 15. Mm-hmm. And we did like drills and a little track session and stuff with them and like a Q&A. And again, that's not something that I would do on my own. I wouldn't just be like, hey, I'm in Singapore. Let's go. So shout out to PTO, like giving me an experience that I wouldn't have normally. Um, although none of my jokes landed. So those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing everything I possibly could to make them laugh. And I'm like, this is is the toughest audience I've ever. (laughs) Sarah's humor does not translate to Singapore. (laughs) (laughs) So did you guys hear hear the uh, big PTO announcement today? Yes, I'm excited about it. Want to fill us in, Jocelyn? Do you not know? <laughs> I don't know. Should I know? Well, there were, I feel like there were multiple announcements because I just saw, saw something else pop up, but the PTO is starting an age group and pro series that's basically gonna, I guess, compete with Ironman and there's gonna be a world championship. It's gonna be 100K distance. But then on the pro side, so I'm excited, really excited about this for the age group side. The pro side, I think, is great for the fastest pros, but not so much for the development pros. Um, I think they're gonna have a top 20, just top 20 at these PTO events. Um, 16 are getting signed contracts and then four wild cards per race. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was that that one just popped up. I just skimmed pros, 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 age groupers. Okay, here we are. Yeah. And I get all my my news from from when Khadija posts posts it. So <laughs> if she's excited, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm it's I love the multi-day, multi-event format. I think it's great for families or couples who want to race and um, support each other. And I mean, not not to knock 
Iron Man, but I, I don't think they're listening to what the people want. And this is more of, of what the people want. I, it just, I just think it's a better format. I think it's, it's more exciting and it's, it's what people are looking for. Yeah, no, I, th- so this is, this is in conjunction with World Triathlon. So yeah. it's pretty cool that the two organizations are you know, saying together. like, let's, let's work together to make the sport better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, shout out, shout out to both PTO and World Triathlon for trying to, you know, maybe take away some of the power that Ironman has. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and I do have a question because I was just headline girl today will the world championship race and the qualifying races be the, the hundred K distance that PTO yes. is doing. So, so the world championship will be the hundred K, which is such a fun distance. Is that the same? Is that the same for the age groupers as well? Yes. yes. Ooh, that's good for me. Yeah. It's a, the, it's a really good like distance. To be ugly. It's a good okay. distance. Like a 10 mile run. Yeah, because that's where I always start to feel the, I can run hard for 10 miles, but once I get past that 10 miles, it's like, do I hold back? Am I going to die in the last 5Ks? I have kids that still need to go to college. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, excellent. (laughs) And not to pressure you, Sarah True, but there's, I've got a ticker right now on my phone uh, at the PTO. So you know, you're racing this weekend and specifically as of right now, two hours, two days, six hours, 26 minutes, 57 seconds from now, you will be towing a line, uh, for the PTO race there in Asia. Um, it, like, apparently they're announcing the races, the race schedule in October, yeah. but I don't know when they're announcing who the 16 pros are. Wow. We'll find out. So this kind of leads <laughs> us into our next segment. Sid, Sid talks with, uh, and I believe Kelly is jumping on with Sid. So let's, let's hear what they have to say. All right, Sid, I'm headed to Paris. When this airs, it will have all, I will already be in Paris. So we should preview. So well, you'll, I guess- be, you'll be baguettes and champagne. That's French, isn't it? Berets and stuff. Berets. I guess once this airs, will have actually already happened. So we're going to just, so oh, yeah. we're going to sum up real fast. <laughs> sum up real fast. I'm worried because she's giving a time limit on this. So I'm like worried I'm going to get cut off mid-sentence. Yes, Paris test events. Very All exciting. Right, women go Wednesday morning. Men go Thursday morning. US Paris times. athletes go, fr- US yeah. t- go Friday morning. Yeah. And then mixed relays on Saturday. Yes. And it's yes. very exciting that we both didn't realize that Flora Duffy is actually racing. We just thought she was like in there for a holiday, yeah. scouting out the event. So super excited. She is fairly well down in the ranking so we'll be kind of probably separated from the big swimmers um but she's not raced this year due to knee injuries so just yeah interesting to see i mean flora's never going to she's always going to want to win and do well in the event but it'd be interesting to see just quite where she is or is it more just testing yeah sure. testing out the event for next year and then obviously the big thing for a lot of the i mean for the men and the women but is the whole it is the first qualifying event this is the chance for a lot of different teams to kind of lock down a spot yes. potentially yes yes apart from the british right we've established the british so for people who don't know like u.s qualification is uh either if, if someone podiums then it's the top two in the top eight or it's the top person in the top eight France is similar. Germany is similar. Australia, France, like, yeah, France's podium. France's podium. Uh, Australia is like top eight. Germany, but Britain's really, really hard, and you have to podium at both this event and, and at the grand final. The grand final, because we <laughs> just love to make it super hard. Um, yeah, 
but we have so Brits have got so obviously Georgia Taylor Brown is out at the moment with a with injury so it'll just be kind of to see how she's getting back and obviously Jess Learmoth is probably about to give birth not really sure um but obviously Beth Potter Sophie Coldwell have both won races this year which is super exciting um so they will obviously be wanting to be up there and secure a podium spot I would imagine at least um you've got the full complement of US women uh Spivey Rappaport Casper Nib and Zafiras um so yeah they're all going to be vying for that top American spot and you just never know what like oh my gosh you never know it's the most like, intense you know, race what is it up. it was before Tokyo where Nib sort of not quite came out of nowhere but came out of nowhere and sort of got that that last uh, automatic qualifying spot, which then and then catapulted herself into the world scene. And and you asked me why the British qualification. You texted me the other day about why is the British oh, yeah. qualification so much harder. And I was like, yeah. because the Americans really do not want to have to like pick. They yeah. really want someone to auto qualify, so this doesn't yeah. have to go to like. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I personally think the French are just going to be tough to beat. Like Cassandra Brogan, Grand, she's won. A WTS, but it's a sp- it was a sprint distance, a shorter distance. She's not as strong over the Olympic distance, I don't think. However, there is something special when you're at not even the Paris Olympics yet, but still the test event that just is going to elevate the the French athletes. Um, so yeah, who knows? Which is even crazier on the men's side, and I know like, even crazier will, on the men's. I've yeah, gone off that morning by the time people listen to this, but the French yeah. men's maybe the only race Ooh. that's like a little more tough than the American women's race in terms yes. of how many names and how many spots there are. Um, yeah, so. like Vincent, yeah, Vincent Luis has been injured for much of this year, but he's back on the start list. He's always a big, you know, big day, game day performer. And he's um, been sure been focused on this, on Paris Olympics for a long, long time. And then, yeah, Leo Berger, Dorian Connex, Pierre Lacour, take your pick. They're yeah. just, the French are just so dominant at the moment. Um, obviously, you know Christian... I- Go on. Well, I was going to say, yeah, Christian Blumenfeld's coming. Gustav Eden, yeah. as we know, got kind of booted off the Norwegian start list, which sucks. Yeah. Um, it does. And for, it's also, I think it's a, a window into how Olympic systems work. I think a lot of people who don't like live this or have, haven't gone through it with friends, family members, don't realize it's like pretty mercurial. It's cutthroat, isn't it? Yes. Like it's pretty, yeah. Like it's not, yeah, long distance racing or, you know, people think the PTO racing is maybe their selection or whatever is maybe quite cutthroat with, with things, but it's nowhere near as, as bad as world triathlon or, or the, the Olympic federations. Um, I think it's going to like, yeah. So Christine will be in there, but then you've got uh, the other ones like Hayden Wild, obviously is number one ranked in the world triathlon series at the moment. He's finally beaten Alex Yee in a race, um, albeit that super sprint series racing, I think. Right, right. Whether that opens the floodgate. I think like Alex Yee and Johnny Brownlee are both racing, but it's a fairly small, I'm not going to say weak because they are both world-class athletes. Like, obviously Alex and Johnny both finished top five or whatever at the Olympics. and uh, We know their pedigree, but I think with the strength of the French and some of the other sure. teams, they're sort of a little bit more isolated, if that makes sense. They haven't got a depth of a team to work yeah, together to help each other. But the thing I'm pretty excited about, so obviously those two races are going off earlier in the week. And then you have the para races, which will be really cool, um, which are technically like run by like some of this is run by the organizing committee. Some of this is run by World yeah. Try. It's a little bit of a mix. Um, and then I've never seen a mixed relay in person. I mean, I've, I've up, like oh. of this level. I've never seen a international that, of class. Of course, you're going to be there. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be cool. Um, I'm really I'm really hung up. And you and I were talking about the courses on how if it finishes on a bridge. 
how do I get back and forth across the river if I can't go on the bridge? Oh, there's a boat. And I was going to say there's a gondola, but that's the wrong country. That's Italy. Um, I'm sure they've got it sorted because they're not going to want to not have crowds on the bridge. Yeah. I'm actually so not I'm sure they have it sorted. I, reckon, I think they'll have a walkway on one side. I, I think, think so. it's going to be closed on. The racing will be on one side of the bridge or down the middle. Yeah, maybe. And then there'll be access for pedestrians either side. I'm just more like, we were talking about it off air. Like the swim, it's two laps, which is, we know that they love that in ITU racing. But one lap's like nine, t- 910 meters and the next lap's 590. Can't we just make two even 750 laps? Like why in the same patch, in the same bit of river, river though, we're giving them like, yeah, I just, I don't get it. It's I think it's to spread it out more and to hit more certain landmarks. They want like certain landmarks. This whole course is planned around landmarks for TV. This whole Which course I get TV. that. And that's exactly what London did at yeah. the Olympics as well, you know? And I think that's, it, it, it does make it iconic. It really does make it different. But like in the swim, do we really see? I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. You can tell us all about it. I'll tell it. you. Tell I feel like I'm it. just going to get hung up on like pedestrian traffic like this is all people are going to hear about for me for like the next like, week kelly's gonna be like didn't see any of the effing races because i couldn't get across the bridge yes. there was a man with a baguette and there was like some snails that i wanted to eat um, everything typically french um yeah exactly i think it's gonna be, yeah you're in Paris. I'm in Paris. it'll be, be fine i figure yeah. it'll somehow work out someone will you know wave yeah. me through it'll be yeah. good um, and then obviously somebody asked me, oh, are you going to Singapore too? And I was like, no, that's crazy. I have you're to come not, home. You're, you're on Christian's private jet. <laughs> right. Going but appara- from Paris to Singapore. But some people are doing it. They are going from I, Paris. I, I, I do want to quash the rumor that the PTO is not paying for a jet no. for Christian to fly from Paris to uh, Singapore to the t- PTO. I race. think he looked up. There's like this one commercial flight leaving from Charles de Gaulle at like 11 PM and he's going to be on that. And that's yeah. what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, so some people are flying out because PTO Asia Open on Saturday and Sunday, uh, women on Saturday, men on Sunday, I think, so that that gives yes. Christian, you know, 36 hours to turn this yes. around. Um, and that's I think it much... was, I think that was more as well matching with then the following weekend of the 70.3 worlds right. that the men and women were same, right. Right. same days. But to yeah. give people a chance to then also go back yeah. to Lati and do, so yes. even like, don't know how many people are doing that double, but sure. Asia Open smaller t- smaller list we i we just counted yeah. there's only like 17 women 17 men it is yeah. um a little a little more invite only because of the location i think and how many laps there are on the bike uh yeah. but i mean it's some of the same names we just saw at us open but there's some new ones i mean chelsea is there lucy charles barkley's there and hogs there uh sarah true we got to give her a shout out of course yes uh, i had got her mentioned yep yeah so um and then on you know on the men's side we do have like max newman for the first time since i beat the sam laidlow for the first time since you know but when was the last time he finished a race yeah uh, no he finished I, challenge I, he won challenge london yeah last week. but yeah. he hasn't yeah that's right challenge london but he hasn't done a pto race yet because he was down to ib through and pulled out just before um obviously gustav will be there um mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting to see you know he's he's had a really tough year um yeah, i sure. wouldn't yeah. want to have gone through what he's gone through he's probably to be fair struggled with getting back into the shorter mm-hmm. distance racing and maybe this is him time you know that kick push to go actually sure. just secure like do the 100k and the full distance and clean Win up his hundred thousand dollars yeah exactly about it. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah you know i think christian will have i think it's gonna be tough though with that travel yeah and the, and that. the olympic test event um 
Max Newman is going to be interesting. We haven't seen him since obviously Ibiza when he took that. I don't think, I think Jason West is going to be, not that he was unknown before, but definitely going to not be a, no. a marked man now. And they're going to try and put him to distance him in the swim. Um, Peter Heimrich is my kind of like dark, dark horse. horse. I think he, he had a great race in Europe, but then, um, and in Hamburg. And I just think he's coming back to. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good form. race. Yeah. Uh, a lot of racing. And then of course we have 70.3 worlds next weekend, well, which a couple of these on. guys, I'm, go back. I'm, I'm excited go back to the, the women. women. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I, well, yeah, I'm excited to see that Annie, well, obviously Ash, Sure. And she's then going home to Australia. I don't think she's going back to Worlds. No, she's not. But like the Ash and Annie, obviously they had that matchup in Ibiza with Lucy, actually. Actually, the three of them, wasn't it, in Ibiza? Mm-hmm. Um, so to see that again, but put in Chelsea in the mix in there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a mix here that we haven't really seen. Yeah. Um, certainly, like, I feel like, again, like Ash, like, I mean, she's really, really good at the 100K. This is definitely yeah. like her kind of temperature too. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. she does well this in this race. kind of yeah. like, humid hot race yeah. um you know flat loops uh chelsea's obviously had an up and down year but you know you yeah, don't she's, win she's, you don't win you don't win corona by chance yeah exactly. right yeah um and yeah. like and she's i think she got sick i think she was like a little injured yeah. um and so i mean yeah. all these people are good like it's it's all they're all good that's like but, why this, they're yeah, yeah. going yeah yeah exactly Anyway, and then yes, it's and then yes, point. some of them are flying back to Europe then for seventy point three worlds. Yeah. Some of them are not because that is crazy. Um, yeah. some of them are moving on to Nice or going home yes. or whatever. Um, yeah. it's like it's just it's like hard to balance all the schedule right now. It is, and yeah, it is. And then we're also just to say we've also got the last racing for the women oh, for kind of qualifying this weekend with Ironman Montremblanc and um, uh, Sweden, isn't it, Talon? Oh yeah. Okay, but then there's Copenhagen as well this weekend. Maybe no, it's that one. Me. One of them I'm is women's, one now. of them is men's, and I don't remember which. Um. Oh, that's right. The Copenhagen's men's. So I'm 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 getting confused because Michelle Vesterby is going to both, and uh, that's why I was like, oh, but she's racing Sweden, watching okay. Copenhagen. Okay. So the Copenhagen is the men's race. So yes, it's Sweden. That's right. It is. It's Sweden and Tromblong, which is the last qualifiers for the for the women, this race. Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. Well, we yeah. will be back to well, you know dissect. Did I did I make the time slot? You made a time cut. Yeah. Are we over? I didn't get like I didn't get a wrap up noise or a big like, like five four. Steph, Steph used to do like a big like boing or something yeah. like that. A big explosion when I went over my time. All right. I well, I told her. At, I told if I wasn't Sid... speaking at five million miles an hour and people could actually understand me and my accent <laughs> on that one. I told her we had to keep it short. So we'll be back next week to talk about how it all went. All right. Have fun in Paris. Safe yeah. travels. All right, we're here in Paris. It's lovely. At the test event, Jordan's with me. Jordan, that was a crazy race. I feel a little jet-lagged, though, to try and remember all of everything that just happened. Well, let's start off with how stunning this course is. I mean, (laughs) it takes your breath away. You're looking at the... If you can see it, if you can get past the barricades, it takes your breath away. (laughs) The French know how to do security. This is true. Um, So, but yes, with the Tour Tour Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower, and then the Champs Elysees and the Arc de Triomphe is like the the tourist attractions on this course. It's it's a pretty magnificent place to race. They did they did pick it like solely so they could get that perfect TV shot, perfect photo. I gotta say, like from where if you're standing on the side, it doesn't necessarily look like that, but they they want they want the the TV. The money shot. Um, but then the race itself, I mean, the French fans were going nuts because it was Cassandra Beaugrand and Beth Potter, like step for step, all the way finish. And they were all yelling, what were they yelling? Go Casso? 
for her? I, I couldn't hear. Ali Cast, Ali Cast, probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you jumped to the finish um, line straight away. <laughs> I, I I feel like we should start at the beginning because <laughs> one of the interesting things. So the river, t- uh, the the swim took place in the River Seine, which is interesting because there was a strong current as they mm-hmm. headed out, mm-hmm. and so it did break up the group a little bit, um, which was actually nice to see. Like I know the the strong swimmers appreciate when it's a challenging swim like that, so it, it required some tactics. But then the, on the downside, the, the bike is, is pretty flat, even though you're hitting all those um, tourist sites and, and a large pack did come together on they the bike. I think 24 athletes in total. Something like that. I mean, there were some, uh, some gaps at first. We had it all come together. Um, we were with, you know, some athletes who were giving us their opinion on the sidelines. And I think you could get away, but, and Taylor Nib was certainly trying, but didn't quite work. So, so then we basically came down to, down to the run, a huge group. And there were all these races within the race. Like, every, there were all these different qualifications where people needed top five or top eight or podium to lock down their Olympic Olympic qualification. Yeah, and let's start with, like, the results here because then we can talk to that qualification. So coming away with the win is, is Britain's Beth Potter. And so she's now checked off one part of a two-step process for her to auto-qualify. So the first step was getting a podium um, here at the test event. And she needs another podium in Pontevedra next month. Yeah, the grand final uh, podium in Pontevedra would be part two of that. So she's halfway there, let's say. <laughs> no, no, no easy feat to achieve that, but uh, she's got to be pretty happy tonight. Oh, yeah. And then Cassandra Bogrand was second. And like we were saying, they were neck and neck the whole time. It was very exciting. And Cassandra got her Olympic spot because the French just needed a podium here. Um, and they definitely have their eyes on the prize for next year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Cassandra was uh, probably the crowd favorite, um, <laughs> judging by the cheers. Um, very exciting. And uh, it, it's, it, she, she was right there with Beth. So maybe she's going to walk away from this and uh, be thinking about what her f- sprint finish will look like. And then, I mean, we had Laura Lindman in third, uh, Emma Lombardi in fourth. You know, those are the Germans and the French. But for us, we, we're all about the Americans. And Taylor Nib got the American spot in fifth. And there was only only ended up being one American spot today. Uh, explain explain to us why that is. Yes, for the uh, Americans to get all, two auto qualifying slots today, we needed at least one of them to be on the podium. And so, since no American was on the podium, then the qualifying was the first American in the top eight. Uh, and in fact, Taylor Nib was the only American in the top eight um, in fifth place. Um, so Taylor does secure her slot to Paris next year. Uh, the other Americans, I mean, they all, there was like 10th, 12th, 14th, 15th. They were all up there, but we didn't have another American in that in that top eight. Um, so they all are looking at Pontevedra next month to get there. Because you need a podium in Pontevedra, right? Yes, only a podium spot in Pontevedra will get you a slot. Um, and that will be it for this year. And then if, if no other American gets um, that, that podium... I mean, obviously, Nib could get another podium. It doesn't help her. Um, but if no other American gets a slot in Pontevedra, then they'll go to 2024 races. And so there's event. a third event that is yet to be named, probably Yokohama, because yeah. um, that is one of the earlier Olympic distance races. And they don't want to leave the athletes uh, hanging um, no. for their qualification too long in the season. So. And who else stood out to you today? I mean, obviously, there were a lot of results here, a lot of... It's like almost hard to keep track of everybody when you're out there. But who else jumped out to you as like had a really good race? Well, the Germans, we've said there were six in the top 30 rankings. So obviously Laura Lindemann and also Nina Eim, who is in sixth place, both had strong um, results. Um, and we'll, I think actually that qualifies the two of them for the Olympics as the Germans just needed to get two in the top eight to qualify. Mm-hmm. So those guys have, uh, have, have 
stamped their tickets to Paris. Then the other surprise I think uh, most people won't have expected, but Kate Woff coming in in seventh as um, the second Brit. Um, she's the junior world champion from uh, last season, and this is kind of her first season really consistently racing WTCS races, and she's this is her second top 10 of the, the season, yeah. so it's a, a really good result for her. The British women's team is the only team that stresses me out more than the American women's team because you have Beth Potter, you have Sophie Caldwell, you have Georgia Taylor-Brown, who is out. I saw on the sidelines today, um, and now you have now you have Kate Woff, too. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, and, and what's going to be interesting is, so not to skip ahead to the rest of the action this week, but we do have the mixed team relay mm-hmm. coming up on Sunday. And for some of these countries that have that strength and depth, it's going to be interesting to see who they choose oh, as their athletes um, for that event. So in, in the British case, they've typically chosen Sophie Caldwell as a great mixed team relay athlete, but she only came 20th today in what would you'd think is a very disappointing res- result for her. And her, I just have to say, so when you wander around these races, like the people on the sidelines are also like all amazing. So her boyfriend was here who just like won UTMB last year. One uh, Western. Tom Evans is right. Sophie Caldwell's husband, and he placed third at UTMB last year. But his 2023 season, he's an ultra runner, yeah. if, if that's not clear. His, uh, he actually won Western States Western this States, year exactly. and is uh, going to uh, defend his podium placing and go at for UTMB. the title at, at UTMB in early September. So, I, yeah, that was like everyone on the sidelines was a little starstruck. Uh, it's just sort of funny. So we have a lot still coming this week. Rest of this week is uh, men's, para, and mixed relay. And then we have more Olympic qualifying next month. Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's silly season for triathlon racing. So, uh, yeah, lots more racing to come. Thank you, Laura. And thank you, Kelly, for that. So we're going to be totally honest. Because they're recording in the future, we're not able to listen. So we're (laughs) recording right now, Wednesday night. The test event is on Thursday. Yeah, so we have no idea what they just said. Or yeah, I totally that's who I have predicted would be on the team. Totally. Totally. I totally that predicted that as well. Good job, you did Jasper. amazing. We're, we're all we're all amazing with our predictions. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for listening to another week of if we were riding. Please send us our vo- your voicemails about disgusting places where you have swum. Let, let me jump in with the, the website. It is in the show notes, but we have... Con- so, so the people aren't still emailing Sarah Gross their voicemails. You can go to speakpipe.com forward slash if we were writing. Speakpipe.com forward slash if we were writing. You can leave a free like 90 second voicemail for us. And uh, it comes to me and then I filter it to... Kelly and uh, and we can um, talk about we'll air it on the next show. I mean, you're still welcome to send voicemails to Sarah just for, <laughs> just for the fun of it. You are wrong for that, <laughs> Sarah. Actually, without an H, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, please do that. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another week and we'll check in you with the results. We're going to discuss the the results of Paris because we will know what actually happens. And maybe we'll discuss my $100,000 win at Asian Open. Fingers crossed. Random question. question. Uh, Oh, we didn't even do a random question. That's right. I guess. I totally forgot. No, that's all right. Yeah. Sarah True, good luck to you. We're really, we're, we're rooting for you. Yes. A- anybody who wants to watch it, 
go to the app store on your phone and download the PTO plus app. It will tell you exactly when it's airing. You can watch it for free. You can watch it on demand. So um, go Sarah True. Thanks, team. Tell me to stop my town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We reaching the top. We reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits you can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends.